Join I Am A Watchman Ministries Managing Editor Joe Kerr with co-host Dylan Burroughs, bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as believers to be watchmen. This is A View From The Wall. Welcome to A View From The Wall. I'm Dylan Burroughs here with co-host Joseph Kerr, and we are honored to join you today. The first sentence of the Babylon Bee is about us page claims the Babylon Bee is the world's best satire site, totally inerrant in all its truth claims. Yes, the Babylon Bee is a satire site. It's humor. It's comedy. And despite Snopes and CNN's attempts to criticize the Bee, fans of free speech everywhere have rallied to the site's defense. And today we talk with Editor-in-Chief Kyle Mann. We'll address the importance of free speech in today's cancel society, the Role of Humor for Christians, and his hit book, How to Be a Perfect Christian. Kyle, welcome to A View from the Wall. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, it's great to be with you today. Millions of people love the Babylon Bee. Its headlines have been shared worldwide, including top political leaders and celebrities tweeting and retweeting your posts. And you even had a recent mention from Elon Musk. But for those who are new to your work, take just a moment to introduce people to what the Babylon Bee, how it started, what it's all about. Yeah, the Babylon Bee is a Christian news satire site. So we write satire uh, in the style of news, as though it's real, but clearly satirical, jokes, humor. Um, And we launched in March 2016, did a lot of kind of church humor, Christian humor, political humor. um, And and we, uh, we, we, yeah, we satirize politics, everyday life, the church, um, all of that. So we've been going for about five years now. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of our mission is to use humor and satire to communicate truth to a culture that sometimes doesn't seem like it believes in truth anymore. Kyle, we discuss Bible prophecy a lot on this program, and Bible prophecy is never accidental. It's God foretelling the future. It always comes true exactly the way he said it would. You talk about a time when Babylon B was prophetic, meaning you headlined something in humor, but later it actually came true. Give us a few of those examples. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It happens all the time. Um, The most recent craziest one was when we said, uh, last summer, we wrote an article saying that Black Lives Matter would win the Nobel Peace Prize. And uh, and then last month, they were actually nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. So uh, that one was crazy. We had a joke about, um, we wrote a joke about people that only double mask are going to be looked down on by the <laughs> double triple masker. Yes. And then the next day, a study was released saying that uh, triple masks are actually, you know, actually 75% more effective than the, uh, than the <laughs> double mask. So <laughs> sometimes it's the very next day satire turns into reality. Yeah. Well, I love the one a while back where you had President Trump declares the Babylon be his most trusted news source. And then he ended up retweeting <laughs> one of your posts. I mean, how crazy is that? The president yeah. of the United States. <laughs> so you get this kind of stuff all the time and it's closer to the truth than you might imagine. Uh, but a lot of people don't even know that you've expanded quite a bit. You have this uh, premium model that you have now where people can sign up to help support what you're doing and get some extra content. You also have another site called Not The Bee that came about. Tell us a little bit about what Not The Bee is and what people can expect if they check that out. Yeah, that's a sister site of ours that does um, real news, but it's kind of supposed to be like real news that uh, 
you wouldn't, you can't believe it's not actually satire. You can't believe it's not the Babylon Bee because it's so insane. Uh, and there seems to be a lot of that going around these days. Any examples of that, Kyle? Things that are that are just almost too stupid to believe. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, if you go on not to be, there's a it's an insane amount of content every day. That kind of stuff that we're seeing. Um, you know, obviously the most recent stuff is like the. You know, Mr. Potato Head is no longer a male, and uh, Dr. Seuss is being canceled for being a racist, and uh, it's it's just stuff that we would have written as a joke a year ago, and oh. now it's true. <laughs> I know, and, and p- people see these headlines, they think this can't be real. I mean, for example, Universal Orlando says they're evaluating their Dr. Seuss-themed play area, and that's a real headline. Yeah. That's not a joke. It's the kind of stuff you would just mock in the past, but it's really happening today. So this distinction between what is real and what is not real gets blurred all the time, and it's a crazy thing that we deal with in our culture today. Uh, it's wild for me. I remember when you guys were early on and I would uh, take some of your posts and I would share it on Facebook or on social media and people would get all offended. They say, oh, I can't believe that really happened. Is that serious? And you'd have to explain people and let them down and say, no, this is satire. Uh, and it's amazing. And you probably have lots of stories of people who've taken Babylon B articles and thought that they were really true and went running with it, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, it ha- like you said, it probably happened more early on when the name wasn't as recognizable as something like the onion where people kind of knew that it was satire. Um, but with the B, yeah, it, it happened a lot early on. Um, a lot of times it's people that will screenshot our article and then just post it as though it's real. Mm-hmm. Um, other sites will kind of copy it and steal it and, and present it as real. So a lot of times that's how that comes about. Um, you know, I, I think the one we did where we said that Liberty university, um, made a Trump stained glass window. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That, that one went viral on the left. You know, I can't believe that they're doing this. And so it's a lot of times it's what people already want to believe. Yeah. They just see something, they latch onto it. Oh, yeah, that's definitely the case. But what amazes me is how many uh, political leaders or celebrities have, have gravitated toward Babylon Bee over the past couple of years. Mention some of the, the people who've come along that uh, you didn't maybe expect would get into the Babylon Bee. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's pretty incredible. Um, you know, obviously sources like uh, fans as wide ranging as, uh, you know, Ted Cruz and Elon Musk, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Trump sharing our article. Um, people that, you know, are kind of on the, not some, somebody you would consider being in our target kind of conservative Christian audience. Um, and I think, you know, that's kind of been a credit to the battle on B that, that we have, um, written this humor that kind of hits a wider target than just being stuck in kind of the Christian sphere. Like we're only writing these church jokes. So to be able to write humor that a wide range of people can appreciate is, is a great blessing for us. Right. And that's one of the things we'll talk about more in the next segment, this idea that even though it's comedy, there is a layer of truth behind each of these headlines. And so when we're talking about this, we're joking around, we're having fun, but at the same time, there are serious issues involved. And that's true also in your book, How to Be a Perfect Christian, which we'll talk about in the next segment. We're going to take a quick break before continuing our conversation with Kyle Mann from the Babylon Bee and his book, How to Be a Perfect Christian. So stay with us here on A View from the Wall. From I Am A Watchman Ministries, here's today's I Am A Watchman Minute. Did you know the timing of the rapture is linked to what happens in Israel? 
Jesus said, Learn a lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its branches sprout leaves, you know that summer is near. So when you see certain signs, you can know that he is near. The rapture is near. Throughout the Bible, Israel is symbolized by a fig tree. So Jesus is saying, when Israel becomes a nation, when the Jews return to the land, when the Hebrew language is spoken again, when enemies speak of coalitions and conspire to attack, then the return of the Lord is near. Friend, the return of the Lord is near. Are you ready? Visit imawatchman.com to learn more about what the Bible says is going to happen soon. Be bold. Be faithful. Be a watchman. I am a watchman.com. Welcome back to A View from the Wall as Joe and I continue our conversation with Kyle Mann, editor in chief at BabylonB.com. We want to discuss his book, How to Be a Perfect Christian, as well as their new title, The Sacred Text of the Babylon Bee, Volume 1, which indicates there's probably going to be another one as well. Now, clearly, the books are satire also. Uh, tell us a little bit about what these books are about and why people should go right now to Babylon Bee and pick up a copy for themselves. Yeah, How to Be a Perfect Christian was a lot of fun. It's a book we wrote kind of as a satire on uh, modern Christian culture, um, kind of the consumeristic view of church that a lot of American Christians have. Um, so we kind of wrote it as like a guide, you know, a field guide for someone who's never been to a Christian church recently and how, you know, this is how you uh, shop for a church online. And this is how you, um, this is what to expect when you show up, you know, and it's all very over the top. Um, but yeah, again, it's something where, we write it at satire, but a lot of it sounds true. So, um, you know, just using humor to kind of point out things that uh, that a lot of other people have pointed out in the past. Um, and then, yeah, more recently, we wrote a book called um, The Sacred Texts of the Babylon Bee, which is a collection of our top articles from the first couple of years of the site. We redid all the photoshops. Um, we added new graphics, new infographics, a lot of new features and introductions and sidebars. And it's just absolutely beautiful. It's uh, We had it produced it, it, it painstakingly. It took a long time to kind of get someone to make the cover that we wanted because we really wanted it to look like an old family heirloom Bible. And that's kind of what we got. So the beautiful like gold embossed cover with a, uh, with a bookmark and the whole deal. So it's <laughs> a lot <laughs> of fun and the people yeah. love giving it as gifts and all that. So. <laughs> that is great. I love the humor of the Babylon Bee and having written some satire and things like that, the little edgy kind of snarky articles over the years for some publications, it especially appeals to me. So I, I really appreciate what you do and the Christian perspective. I have several friends who are Christian comedians and that's important. So let's talk about that for just a second, the, the importance of Christian perspective and how humor fits into that. The Bible never specifically says that Jesus laughed or even that he smiled for that matter it says he wept but when we read about peter and some of the strange things he did specifically i can't imagine jesus didn't have a sense of humor and had to spend time with peter but did jesus laugh was did, does god have a sense of humor what how does that fit yeah um the bible often uses satire and humor to make points i mean what satire is is it's a it's the use of exaggeration hyperbole comparison contrast um, all that stuff to kind of uh, point out a truth 
and the prophets did that all the time in the Old Testament. Um, you have Elijah and the prophets of, of Baal, where he's he's making fun of them, suggesting that their god is using the bathroom. You know, you have the prophet Isaiah, who uh, the word of God coming through him, God is mocking people who who worship idols. You know, saying like, oh, you go to the woods and you cut down a log and half of it you worship and half of it you burn for fuel. You know, and he's like, how do you know which half deserves your worship and which which half is supposed to be burned? Um, Jesus did this a lot in his parables where he used these insane exaggerations to kind of point things out. Um, and, and so, you know, that's that's all just kind of integral to the human experiences is that we use humor to cope. We use humor to make a point. We use it to laugh at hard times. Um, so it's definitely biblical. I mean, and I think beyond biblical, I think it's, it's universal for humans, um, to use humor like that. So, um, it's definitely square within the Christian worldview. And you can look at authors, you know, since the time of the Bible, you can look at Christian authors that have used humor, um, like Chesterton and Lewis and Tolkien and, um, throughout their works in order to point out, um, and in order to point things out or to, or, or just to draw, or just to make something good and true and beautiful. Oh, it's so well said. And oftentimes we miss the biblical humor in some of those illustrations. But even today, a lot of people miss the humor in what you're saying. I think about the cancel culture we live in today when it seems like the woke mob doesn't seem to have a sense of humor when it comes to many issues anymore. Talk a little bit about some of the free speech attacks perhaps that you've had in working with the Babylon Bee over the years and what a concern that has been. Yeah, it's a big concern for us. It's something that um, has, has been with us from the beginning, uh, but the attacks have only increased in, in ferocity and frequency. Facebook has been after us since we launched, you know, constantly getting fact-checked by Facebook. Um, Snopes fact-checks us all the time. Um, USA Today is fact-checking us. We've been attacked by um, CNN, Brian Spilter, um, an ex-CIA agent was going off on Twitter about how we're fake news. Um, so it's just insane because to us, we're guys that are just telling jokes on the internet. Right. We're not really like, like I know we're, we are making a point and hopefully making an impact, but ultimately, you know, first and foremost, we're just trying to tell jokes. And so it's insane that the level of threat that they feel that we are to them. Um, but yeah, we see it all the time and it really is a big concern for us. Yeah, it amazes me. You can you can go to the shop at BabylonB.com, for example, and you have your T-shirt that's support fake journalism that you can buy or a mug that's fake news you can trust. And people still don't get it. They still think that you're out to deceive people with your humor. Uh, firstly, you know, being the introvert at church, I love your do not greet bracelet. So if you're one of those people that doesn't like the greeting time at church, you're actually a little ahead of your time there as well, you know, before social distancing where you uh, had the little band that says do do not greet. So I love that kind of stuff. But Joe, you jump in here as well. We got a couple minutes left in this segment. Oh, no, I think that's hilarious. It, it is a joke and tongue in cheek at the same time that somebody is fact checking a satire site. <laughs> that, I, I don't even know how to reconcile that grammatically, let alone on, on a level of human communication. Anyway, cancel culture has almost reached the point where it's becoming a serious threat to spreading the gospel. So Talk to that a little bit, Kyle. What what should our response be to the world that goes beyond 
disagreeing with Christianity and, and wants to silence and remove our Christian worldview completely? Well, I mean, first of all, I, I mean, I think that's the default for the Christian church throughout history. Like, I don't think that should be surprising to us. We've enjoyed a measure of freedom in, in recent centuries in the West that I don't think we should really be surprised by attacks. Um, you know, I, I think we can be encouraged by them. I mean, I don't really want to be on the same side as the world that, you know, believes that murdering babies is okay and and doesn't understand basic facts of morality. Um, you know, I, I, I don't really care that they want to cancel us from that perspective. I mean, obviously, we want to preserve the freedoms that we can as much as we can because it's a blessing God has given us. But I, I, I'm not really worried about it because... You know, that's when the church really thrives is when uh, is when we do encounter this kind of persecution. Well, this is great content, and you've been listening to Kyle Mann from Babylon B, and we'll take a break and be back with more here on A View from the Wall. So stick with us. The rapture can happen at any time. You may be ready, but are your friends and family spiritually prepared for the coming of the Lord? What will happen to those left behind? We've created a new resource to help you help them. It's called the Rapture Kit. Included in the Rapture Kit is a Bible and vital information on what the Rapture is and how to prepare for what's to come. The Rapture Kit also includes eight books on prophecy, apologetics, the Christian walk, and being a watchman for the Lord plus a number of video and audio teachings, all preloaded on an eight gigabyte flash drive. Become more strategic and active in your witnessing. Warn the lost about the coming rapture and help individuals in the post-rapture world be drawn to Christ, equipping them to become the next generation of ministry leaders. Learn more and order at rapturekit.org. Welcome back to A View from the Wall. As Joe and I talk with Kyle Mann from the Babylon Bee, we want to talk a little bit about this idea that while comedy is fun, it also has a point. And Kyle, your work has touched on some serious issues along the way. What are some of the serious issues that you feel like have been important in your work at the Babylon Bee over the years? Yeah, we've, we've hit on a lot of big topics. Um, from the church perspective, uh, I think kind of giving voice to the dissatisfaction that a lot of Christians have had with the American church um, and with the consumeristic mindset that a lot of Christians have. I think that was big early on. I think it was important for us, you know, we, we constantly attack the prosperity gospel. And I think that um, that's something that we're always going to do is kind of call out people within the church that we see as being, um, that we see as being charlatans or, using the gospel for personal gain. Um, you know, satire kind of has a prophetic role to play, not in the sense that we're modern prophets or anything, but just in a more universal sense of the term that we can look within and call out people within the church. Um, so that's really important from the Christian perspective. And in a broader sense, I mean, I think we can communicate a Christian worldview and a biblical worldview to the wider culture you know, on issues like cancel culture and abortion and and all of these things that the free speech, you know, things that the culture is dealing with. It's nice to be able to, 
use humor to kind of cut through the conversation, cut through the noise and make a point while, you know, maintaining a good sense of humor and, uh, and levity about it. Well, I want to jump in with one quick example. I thought that was very important. Back last June, you had this headline about clever churchgoers avoid arrest by disguising themselves as rioters. And people laughed and had a good time online. And then shortly after that, John MacArthur out in California, when California had shut down all of its churches, he gets up and says, good morning, everyone. I'm happy to welcome you to the Grace Community Church peaceful protest. And fiction became reality in that example. And it was a good Uh, witness, I think, of something you talked about that was significant in our culture, but actually had a really serious point behind it in terms of religious freedom and religious liberty. So it's one of those things that while it's fun and makes us laugh, is also at times very serious in terms of the issues going on in our culture. And it's uh, certainly something that we want to be aware of, both in the good that happens with it, that causes us to laugh and share it online and in our phones, and at the same time causes us to reflect on our faith and the things that are important to us. Yeah, I think, um, I think that's a great example, you know, using something like that. And, and, and a great thing about that is that it is something that it's funny first, right? Like the humor yeah. comes through first and anybody could really laugh at that, even if you ultimately disagree with the point that it's making. And I think that's where a lot of Christians make the mistake when they're writing humor or they're trying to do art or movies is that we try to put the message first and we don't try to make something that's just good. Um, and I think when your art is good or your humor is funny, you're going to hit a much wider audience than if you're sitting there trying to figure out like, how do I make this point? So that's something that we try to do with, with all of our humor. Yeah, it's true. If you can make people laugh, you can make them listen. The B isn't meant exclusively for Christians, and you mentioned that early, but you write about Democrats, Republicans, presidents, pastors, late night talk show hosts, and, and one of my personal favorites worship leaders. Is there any subject or public figure that's kind of off limits that you don't want to touch? <laughs> um, no, I mean, we, we will literally do anything. I, but I think the, the caveat is that you have to write in a tone that's appropriate for the subject you're addressing. Um, that's something we learned over the years is like, when, if we're going to write an abortion joke, it's going to be, it's going to be a brutal, savage, attack like we're not going to write an abortion joke that makes light of abortion or uses abortion to make a silly joke you know um so you do have to write with the appropriate gravity for the topic you know and also we're not going to like satirize god um you know we'll satirize american christians perceptions and misperceptions of god but we're not going to sit there and and you know mock god or the bible or whatever um other than just our cultural misperceptions of those things Well, that's a good point. And so we wrap up in our last couple of minutes today. Many of our listeners see the Bible being fulfilled in the daily headlines on a more serious note, of course. They consider themselves watchmen or watchwomen because they see what's going on in our world today and seek to live well in these last days. If you can give just a couple of minutes of encouragement to those who are listening today, some of those who may be discouraged and down, uh, looking for some hope, what can you say to help encourage them during these times? Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that has been super encouraging for us lately is seeing the backlash against cancel culture. You know, we have seen people rising up saying, you know what, this is crazy. We're not going to take this anymore. And it does feel like we're on the brink or on the, the beginning and the spearhead of this movement to 
kind of fight back against this stuff. I think it's important as Christians, too, that we remember that this cultural battle is a blip. You know, it's a small blip in the grand scheme of God's sovereign plan for us. Um, And so it's easy to get caught up in kind of the 24-7 news cycle and sit there and, and worry about, oh, no, they're they're turning Mr. Potato Head into a genderless potato or, you know, whatever the whatever the <laughs> cultural fight is of the moment. Right. Um, and it's easy to forget that, that's, that it's a small and temporary thing and that in the end our side wins. And I think that that's something that we can really be encouraged about. Well, that's a good way to put it. And to remind all of you, this is Kyle Mann from Babylon B, and we want to encourage you to check out their website, but also encourage you to pick up their books and help be a partner to them in their time. They also have a premium a group that you can be part of where you can help support what they're doing financially and be part of the Babylon B and even contribute. So uh, tell people just a little bit real quickly what they can be part of if they get involved in this premium group that you have. Yeah, absolutely. At BabylonB.com slash plans. You can subscribe as little as $5 a month, up to $10 a month and above to, um, to just support us, to just help us break away from um, big tech and social media. You know, should we ever get banned from there? We have a very strong support um, from our subscribers that will help us to keep going. So, and we give, we give extra content on our podcast. We give some premium posts just for subscribers. There's a little community that we're starting to build there. So it's a great time for everyone. Right. So if you're one of those people who wanted to give your idea for the next latest headline for Babylon B, that's the area to get involved in. So I want to thank you, Kyle, for joining us. And for more, of course, visit BabylonB.com where you can pick up the book and find out the latest and catch the greatest headlines on the Internet, fake news you can trust. And let us say again how much we appreciate you for joining us for today's program and know that we are here to serve you. Listen again next time with us and enjoy all of our programs at IamAWatchman.com and join us next time here on A View from the Wall. A View from the Wall, in association with I Am A Watchman Ministries, exists to equip a worldwide audience with biblical truth, sharing it with others, and being prepared for Christ's imminent return. The team seeks to encourage, inspire, and equip watchmen for such a time as this. For information about the ministry and upcoming events, visit IamAWatchman.com. A View from the Wall is made possible by the team of dedicated pastors, editors, and the many contributors of I Am A Watchman Ministries. To support our efforts, give online at IamAWatchman.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time on A View from the Wall.